usually I don't prepare like this, but this morning I flipped my Bible open and I had something else in plan, but when I opened my Bible, it was right to where I needed to be. Not like a scripture that I was looking for, but just I opened it up and began to read and it was something that, that just I feel like the Lord's uh, doing right now. So how many know we're in shift right now? God is shifting everything. And I believe that there's going to be some principles I'll just uh, share tonight that will help us in transition. How many like transition? You know you're always in some type of transition. It's just happening all the time and God's always moving us. So this, so I just want to talk about the shift and transition because how many know you can't get into the next gear in a car unless you, well, the automatics now, everyone's got automatics. But, you know, I, I learned on a standard which is the only way to learn how to drive, really, because then you know how to drive everything, right? So I learned that <laughs> two things. If in the midst of shift you're not paying attention, you could hit something. <laughs> no, it happened to me. My mom, I'm, I'm trying to shift into different, a different gear, and I w didn't even have my license. I didn't even have my permit, and she's got me driving down the highway. No, no lie. Come on, my mother, she's awesome. Come on, 15 years old in Massachusetts driving down the highway. And I'm trying to downshift, yet all of a sudden I'm coming off, the, I'm coming off, because I, you know, she let me drive on the highway, and then when I got, you know, she'd pull me into a parking lot and then drive on the side roads, right? So I'm going to get off the highway, and I'm looking down at the shifter and not looking at the road. And I go up on the medium and my mother starts screaming I don't know why <laughs> come on so I realized what was happening at this point and I got the thing into gear but what I'm saying is if we take our eyes off of in the time of shift where we're going because we begin to look at the things that are happening all around us then that brings come on it could get you off track could get you into an accident, could get you into a collision. Could it end up being, you're in a different, you're headed down a different road. You hearing me? Is that good? That's good. That should be good. The other thing in transition is when you're shifting gears, God wants you to go into a higher realm. So when, when, we, when we depress the clutch and hit, sometimes there's a grind. Because <laughs> you've been burning the clutch out probably. But sometimes there's a grind. And so even in the uncomfortable frictions, I feel like God's saying things to us like, keep your eye so you know where you're going. But even in the grind, you have to deal with the grind. Come on, push through. Sometimes you have to push through, and God will get us into the next gear. So I say this because I know all of us, I, don't, I know right now I'm in major transition. It, come on, it, it's been slowly happening, but then all of a sudden it's upon me. All right, it's good, it's good, it's scary, but good. Come on, it's exciting, yet you don't know what's around the corner. And so I'm saying all this because I know God has us right where he wants us, and every person in this room is in some type of transition. I'm telling you right now, it just usually that's just how it goes. And if you're not, you're sitting still, and you're not going anywhere. Right? So you want to go forward, you want to move ahead, we just want to cooperate with what God's doing so we can get to where we need to go. 
And I'm saying this because God wants to shift and change what even his kingdom looks like in the earth. Come on, there's pockets where God's beginning to raise up uh, hubs and apostolic kingdom realm beginning to happen in different areas, in different locations. And God wants to move something in the area, in the region, and he wants us to cooperate with him. And so I know in the midst of, of what's happening, and, and I'm telling you over the next two weeks, why do, you know, the reason why we are fasting and praying, not because David Hogan's coming, that's one reason, but the reason is because God's about to shift and move everything. And so when we all get on one page and we begin to believe God and we begin to, come on, set us, because really it's setting yourself apart to God. It's not about... <laughs> A work that I'm trying to get God's attention because I'm not eating or I'm not doing something it's about wanting more of Jesus wanting more of his kingdom wanting the apostle of apostles to come and invade my life right wanting the king of kings to come and overtake me so that only I rule I'm only ruled by one thing and that's him and so there's something that I believe that the Lord is going to do in this next season. And I'm just going to, there's a, a there's something in, in First Chronicles here that I just, I, come on, I, it's not an accident. I stumble upon one scripture. When my wife blurted out one thing yesterday, it just snapped in, everything into order today. So I'm just going to read. I'm actually not going to read it. I'll just kind of give you a breeze through. But I, I want you to look at First Chronicles chapter 14 and verse, and into verse, actually chapter 14 and 15. And really there's something that we need to see because I want to look at the old government, which David, David's the king, and he's about to put, just step into full kingship, right? Really step into his, his destiny and purpose. And here's what I see. I see, and I didn't notice until I read it in Chronicles, but when, how many remember when they tried to bring the ark back to Jerusalem, there was an issue. I talked about this a, a few months back. But there was an issue because they tried to do it man's way. They tried to do by the way they thought would be a right way to do it. We'll put it on a cart. We'll put it on something man-made and we'll bring it. Instead of doing what God always ordered and ordained, they tried to do it a different way. Right? And, and I'm telling you, God has been doing something in the earth, and we're trying to bring it back. Come on, some places are trying to bring it back in a, in a way that, that seems right to a man, but the end leads to death. And I truly believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to see something in Scripture today that will open things up because God wants to bring breakthrough and it's not about always having a breakthrough, but sometimes to get the transition smooth, you need the waters to flow and you need the break forth of, of, the, of the, the breaking forth of waters, of many waters. And that is, is depicted in, in Scripture in so many ways of the Lord's voice over you, of how he speaks, of how, the, how heaven speaks and the waters flow and the things that, that God wants to do. And I'm telling you, the whole, the whole prayer meeting when on Wednesday, see, what happens is, I know, I know, I'm going to make people feel guilty, but I don't mean to. But when you miss something, right, like on a Wednesday night, the, the, it, was, it, was, it was a struggle at first. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We had a struggle during the beginning of it. But God, come on, all of a sudden the shift. 
something hit. And so you get into where God wants you, and then the oil begins to flow. And what I know is that he began to speak about the waters and about the, the, the movement of waters. And, the, and, and I didn't plan this. I flopped onto this by accident today. Because I wasn't going to speak about the many waters and all this. Because I really believe that the Lord wants us to get ready to move. And I'm telling you, time's short. So when I say this, I say this with urgency. Like it's now's the time. We don't have time to re... Come on. Coil back and think about it. I want you to really be in this place where we, we say, God, I know you're doing something right now. And I want to be in agreement with that. And I want to align myself with that so that the master of the breakthrough, the one that can completely push us through it, will do it. And he will do it. Right? So it says that, it says in, in chapter 14, verse 2, it says, David knew, so, that, so David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. And I'm just going to stop there for a minute because you have to know right now who you are and who God created you to be. And the idea is this, that our identity, and I'm not going to go into a lot of it because you just need to get secure in who God called you to be. Because there's no time, no more time to be thinking, I don't know, has been God, God really speaking to me in this way? No, if he's been speaking to you, you can believe that he's going to begin to speak clearer. And if th things have gone a wreck or have gone detoured, then you can believe that he's going to bring you back to where you need to be so that you can stand in the place where he's got you reigning over the situation. All right? And so I'm telling you, God is going to begin to do something. And I, and I really feel like there's something uh, governmental tonight that God wants to drop in our hearts so that we can agree with it and we can drop it. We can just begin to walk into it. Like it's brand new, brand new armor, brand new. It doesn't even need to be. Come on. God built you for war. You just don't know it. He did. And, and I'm telling you, so we, we really need to be able to step into this place of kingship. Because you're going to see ahead, he begins to talk about the, the priesthood. But there, there's something that he wants us to grab hold of. That, that the kingdom of God is about to shift into something brand new that was always established. It was spoken to. It was spoken into from the foundations of the earth. Right? Because the book of Revelation gives us a picture of what it looks like of people running with God, overcoming every obstacle, overcoming the spirit of Jezebel, overcoming every, every nasty thing, overcoming Babylon, overcoming all these things. And the more you look at the world, you, you begin to look at darkness. But you know this, that the children of light are going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And so the only way to get brighter and brighter and brighter is to do this. We're going to give ourselves to prayer. We're going to give ourselves to being separate. Not, not, not talking to or not, come on, trying to win souls or not even trying to befriend people that don't know Jesus because they need you. This is not like old Pentecostal thought, like we separate yourself unto, unto nowhere. I don't, where, where do you separate yourself to? No, it needs to be this, this thought of God separating you so that he can fill you with all light and all glory and all power so that the, the king of kings can reside in you and begin to speak through you in ways he's never spoken before. Because the voice of God lives inside of you in many waters. I'm telling you, the, the, eye, the eye of the storm is right inside of you. So anyway, we see this. We see that, that David tries to bring the ark into Obed-Edom's and, and Obed house. And I love that because if it was my house, I'd be psyched because everything would be blessed. Right? Every, for three months, he lived with the glory in his living room. Like, come on, somebody. 
And I mean, you know, God works all things together for good. That's all I'm going to say about that. Like, Obed-Edom was like happy, like just parked that thing in my garage and my house is blessed. I'm good. Right? So here's what happens. He learns. David's like, what is going on now? I got to get that thing out of there and into my house, into God's house. Right? He wasn't even bringing it to his own house. He was bringing it to the place that was established because the government of God was about to rise up in the earth. This is, a, this is a prophetic picture. David is always a prophetic picture of what's about to happen, how God's trying to bring his, his, his reign in the earth. Right? This isn't saying that all of a sudden the kingdoms, right, that the kingdoms are going to overtake what's in the earth now and then Jesus will never come. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Jesus Christ is coming back soon and we need to prepare the, the earth. We need to prepare the church. The awakenings for a purpose. It's to bring many, many to, to Christ and the, and the world harvest. But it's also to wake the church up into a place where they've always been. Come on. It's been historically a place where they're, they're about to step into the true identity of who they are. And so we see David. David's like, okay, I got to get this thing back to Jerusalem. And it says that when they heard, now I didn't know, I didn't know when I, I've read it a ton of times, but I didn't know that there was going to be a conflict before that. Because if you read context sometimes in a different book, like in, in Samuel or Kings, you don't, you don't get the full picture. But I realized today that the Lord had something he had to do. He had to bring breakthrough in David's life. Before he was about to bring the true ark of God back to the house of God. And look at your neighbor and say, you are the temple of God. And the fullness of his glory is coming to live inside of you. I'm telling you, the fullness of God's glory is coming to live inside of you. And so this is what happened with David. David got into a, a little, a little, come on, showdown with the Philistines, right? And you know the story. They challenged him, or he challenged, he said, Lord, what do I do? They're in my way. Like, I got to get these dudes out of the land. And there was something that you need to see. The whole issue with the Philistines being in the land was idolatry. And he had to rid the region of idolatry. It says in verse 10, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord said, Go up, and I will deliver them to your hands. And so he went to Belperzim. Now let me just stop for a second because we're driving down the road yesterday. We just, we went, you know, we just had family day, just apple picking. <laughs> and we're driving and Lisa just all of a sudden, I don't even, it was Jesus obviously, but it was just a statement, Bel Perazim. I'm like, what? I know what that means. The Lord of the breakthrough, the master of the breakthrough. I'm like, why'd you say that? I don't know. Come on, she's prophesying in the car. The angels are laughing. Jesus in the back seat with Victoria while she's laying down. Come on, somebody. Something's happening. So I don't know anything. But then this morning, I just, I was like, Lord, I don't know. You know, I kind of had a beat on where I was going with this. I, this was part of the message. 
but I just flipped my Bible open to this. I was looking for something else, but then I looked down, I, but, and I usually don't. I'll just flip it open and then start pawing through it. But I looked down, and I was like, what? It says, they went up to Belperazim, and David defeated them there. And then David said, God has broken through my enemies, and my hand, like, breakthrough of water. By, the, by my hand, like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, they called the name place Baal Perazim. Verse 12. And when they left their gods there, come on. And when they left their gods there, every other thing that rises up against the knowledge of him, every other stronghold that was in the region, every idol that was there that would, that would try, and, try and stop the movement of God, it says that, that he burned them with fire. Come on, God's after some things. And I, and I really feel like, come on, I, we go into a fast, right? And the Lord gives me a word like this. I'm like, <laughs> what are you, what's happening? What are you going to do? What are you about to do? And what does he even look like? Like when you come in and you start kicking down idols. See, we named our son after an idol kicker, Josiah, right? Because he went into the land and he just began to, and I, you know, and I just continued to prophesy that over his life, that he'd be the one that would break down idols. But it seems like everywhere he goes, all of a sudden things are exposed. It just happens. Because whether he knows it or not, there's an anointing on his life to expose and take it down. So I'm saying this to say that the Lord is about to expose things. Come on. And I don't want God to expose things in my life so that I'm embarrassed because he doesn't want to embarrass us. How many know that? We used to have this dude that you, he'd come to Zion. He was brutal. Oh, he was brutal. <laughs> like all the kids were like, I don't know if I'm going to chapel, you know. Because <laughs> he just started calling people's sin out. I was just like, oh, mercy, mercy. <laughs> like just hide under the pew. Don't, oh, brother. And I don't know if he was right or not right. Some of them I knew he was right. But it didn't matter, you know. The Holy Spirit is like. Listen, there's gentleness, and God will expose things in his own time. I'm saying that, I'm not, and it's not funny because I don't, because there's some, there's this, this accusatory spirit that's in the earth right now. And I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot side either way. I just have to just go like this and look forward at the mark because you can't cast judgment to the right or the left. You need to look and say, God, what are you trying to pull out of my life? Where are you trying to go after in my life? Because I'll just give you that. And if, you, if I just deal with what's here, then the rest of it will come, come out. Are you hearing me? And it's good. It's good. Repentance was given to us as a gift. It's not a bad thing. It's just when we start killing each other. And what I just, I, I say, God, just don't. Even, even in, the, in the greater body, even around here, even just, just deal with the region. Just let, us, let our eyes be fixed on one thing. The, the lifting Jesus up and not worrying about what my brother's doing or my sister's doing. And I'll just believe, God, that you're gonna, the glory of God will come because you honor our hearts. Because our eyes are focused on you. And what you want to burn is what you'll burn. Come on, and if he exposes something, he wants it out. He wants to route it out. He wants to get rid of it. He wants to get rid of the high-minded things. He wants to break that stuff down. I agree, but I'm not going to be the accuser. I'm going to line up with the Lord and put myself before him and allow him to do what he needs to do. 
so the rest of it can go. Because he's looking for clean vessels. We'll get to that in a minute because he's looking for someone that will carry the glory. So I love this because it kind of goes backwards in the story, I feel like. It says he went up to Belperazim, and this happened, right? It says then, then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley so that it still wasn't taken care of, right? They went in, they routed out. They routed out things. But then it says this, it said, then David inquired again of, of God and said to him, and God said to him, you shall not go up and circle around them and come upon, you're supposed to come upon them in the front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound. When you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the trees, and I thought about that for a minute, I'm like, God, what defines that? Like, I think that the sound of mulberry trees rustling, shh, Sounds the same as rushing waters. What's the difference? I feel like the Lord said, I'm going to release a sound over the army, and it's my voice. It's got nothing to do with the trees. It's got nothing to do with what's about to happen. It's got everything to do with my voice and what I speak over them, and I'm going to route them out myself, and you're not going to have to do a thing. You just have to come into alignment with what I'm doing, and I'll do it. All we have to do is come into agreement. Look at your neighbor and say, intercede. I'm telling you, there's power in intercession. We need to look at one another and just believe with one another and come into agreement with one another for what God's about to do in your life. This is why when we, when we come together and we begin to pray, we need to pray a prayer that's going to break through the next person. Come on. Someone next to us needs breakthrough in the midst of what's happening. They need breakthrough as much as you need breakthrough. So come on. you got to get out of your mind. There's something that we need to just obey the Lord. And I'm telling you, his voice is going to sound like the waters over the earth. I don't know, there's something about the sound of the waters that God's going to bring into the, into the region and it's going to be this rushing water over your life. And when you hear the water and you hear the sound of God begin to move, you're going to begin to, come on, be in the flow of what he's about to do. And I'm telling you, God wants you in the flow. He wants you in the river. He wants you in the, tu in the, in the turrets of the water of, about, of what he's about to do because if you will give yourself to it, then something amazing will begin to happen. But sometimes we sit back, we coast back, God's not going to do anything explosive because I don't expect it. But I'm telling you, we need to expect, expect the explosiveness of God. Expect it. Expect his voice to be loud. And he's about to release a sound in the earth. It is going to be like a river. Because when the Holy Spirit comes on a people, and I'm telling you, I just, I could see this thing happening in the Spirit tonight, and we'll end with it. But God's about to open a door wide, and we just need to step in through it. Go ahead. 
at a conference um, the other day, and Dr. Varallo said, there is a door that's there in front of us, but there's a, the latch is on our side. The latch is on our side. Ponder that for a moment. It's up to us to open the latch and open the door. That's all he's waiting for, for us to open that door. And all we need to do is just turn it. And that's it. Lights out. tell any of my family anything. Everyone's fending for themselves on the, on the voice of the Lord. It's a good thing because it always lines up. Come on. So it, say, it says that he had to go through this, we'll call it a situation. There's a little bit of a war when you're about to break, when breakthrough happens, right? There's this like Come on, you come to the line, and you're anticipating something happening, and then boom, the breakthrough comes. But sometimes it might be a struggle, and I'm saying this to say that I know this as we shift. Come on, there's a, there's a governmental shift, because we can't stay in the old. We can't stay in the old, and we have to go to the new. And in the midst of, come on, kingship, authority, power coming on the church there'll be a test and the test will be will you be able to break through will the water flow in the midst of come on you come up against a, a garrison and you come up against a wall and you look and you say this doesn't look like it looked like I thought it was gonna but God says this he's he's about to break you into that place there's no more time for spaces and to be confined and all this stuff God wants to bring you out into a wide place and I know this that in the midst of shifting the government of God, he wants to bring us into this place where the struggle is true. It's true. It's real. It's real. <laughs> but all authority has been given to you. Come on. You're, you're set apart. And in being ready, here's the rest of it. Because he's about to bring the presence of the Lord. He's about to bring the ark which is, right, it depicts the glory of God. It's, it's a picture. It was a true, it was a real thing that held, held all of who God was in a box. Come on, somebody. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. I can't even, I God, I was born in the New Testament because I'd be busted. I'd probably die. So they have breakthrough, and he wins the battle, right? And it says, so David did as commanded of him, and he drove back the army of the Philistines all the way to Gibeon, right? From Gibeon to Gezer. And it says this, that the fame of David went throughout all the lands, and the Lord brought fear of him upon the nations. Now let's just stop here. Because I believe that the Lord is bringing back the fear of the Lord to the body. Right? It's, it's true. It's going to, the, the, the fear of him, and you know what I'm saying, and, and again, you, it's almost like you can't even articulate what the reality of that looks like, but it's this awe and this wonder, and it's when God's moving, we're, we're waiting. 
and when God's moving, we, we listen and we move. And when God's moving, when he's doing and he's instructing, we do exactly what he says because that's the fear of the Lord. You'd fear not doing what he says, and the results are amazing. When you listen to the Lord and you begin to walk in, into what he called you to, and you just do what he says to do because there's nothing else to do. I'm telling you, for every sanctified child of God in this place, there's nothing else for you to do. You have nothing else to do. You have no other agenda. You have God's agenda. And when he comes and when he leans on you and he begins to press on you, then these things begin to, come on, God begins to move and shake things and the transference of who he is just begins to move all over the earth. His throne is moving throughout the earth, looking for those who are loyal. Those will do whatever he says to do. I promise you. And he'll land in a place that's like radically obedient. He'll just land there and stay. Because this is what this is about. Because David was looking up for a place where there could be a habitation, not just a visitation, a habitation of God, where God lived and dwelled with them. So it says, says this, as we go into chapter 15, he just begins to talk about this. And he begins to say, David built houses for himself in the, in, in the city of David. And he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Right? There was no tabernacle yet. Solomon was going to build the tabernacle. And we have David in the tent, which is a picture. Come on. <laughs> the, the presence of God not, will not be held. Come on, Ed. There will be open air meetings. And God is there. And the anointing and the presence of God is there. And so it says this, though, that it said, David said, No one may carry the ark but the Levites. The Lord has chosen them to carry the ark and to minister before him forever. So ready? Book of Revelation says you are kings and priests. Right? And the Holy Spirit is looking for a people that are set apart. Why? Why the Levites? Because they were set apart. They were sanctified. They were, they were pure. They were purified in open public. Come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what they did to Aaron in public? They stripped him naked and washed him in front of all of Israel. It's a picture. It's a picture of how the Lord wants us to come before him. Just come with nothing. You come open and you come ready and God is the one. Because of the blood of Jesus, he sanctified you. He justified you. There's nothing, nothing that will cloud your life other than you not maintaining it. Because I believe, I believe in the atonement. I believe in, in, in righteousness. I've been clothed with righteousness, but if I do not maintain it, Come on, it just brings this, come on, circular motion where God has to continually try and clean his people up. And this is what he's trying to route out, I'm promi I promise you. And he's looking for a people that will be clean, that will walk clean before him, uh, that will walk in, in, in holiness. And it's not a bad word. We'll walk purified. And come on, you can have joy and be holy. And walk in glory and be holy. And walk in the presence and be holy. And God is trying to find a holiness and a people that he's been calling from the, from the, from the chambers of eternity.
eternity, he's been calling this across the earth. He's looking for the Levites. He's looking for those that will just give themselves completely over to what he's about to do. And there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing, nothing. The enemy can't tempt you with anything unless you give yourself to it. Because the, my Bible says that he won't tempt me beyond what I'm, been, what I'm able to deal with. David gathered all of Israel at Jerusalem to bring up the ark into its place, which he had prepared for it. So he had already prepared a place. And come on, this is what we're doing. I'm talking about the, the apostolic, come on, the government of God. God wants to overcome the earth. He wants to overcome New England with this, with this kingdom realm, with the realm, the domain of the king. Ruling and reigning over the region. So when, come on, when you go and begin to witness, come on, breakthrough begins to happen. People start to get healed on the streets. All this stuff just, come on, it's just going to be, it's going to be, you're going to have testimony after testimony after testimony. It just doesn't have to happen in church. And, and God is trying to break us out of this mindset that we live in this place where life is flowing. The voice of many waters has cleansed us and moved us into this place where we live in this passion and glory that's about to be, come on, fully released. It's already being released, but it's going to be fully released. The fullness of who he is. So I'm going to jump way up ahead. Verse 12, chapter 15. Calling all the priesthood, he names them all. And then he said to them, He said, You are the heads of the fathers of the houses of Levi. Sanctify yourself. You and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord to Israel. So the Lord began to give me this picture this morning. And it's about the headship. So I'm going to preach to myself for a, for a minute and let you all listen. But I really believe that God is looking for leadership, for headship that will, come on, put this on. He said, set, you are the heads of your fathers. And if you look through scripture and you look at what headship looks like, come on, at the gates, the elders would stand. At the gates, the, the leadership would stand. And I, I believe that God is speaking something clear, that he wants to open the gates. He wants to open the east gate wide. He wants to open the north gate wide. He wants the gates open wide. But he's looking for leaders. Come on. And I'm not saying there's not emerging leaders in here. There are emerging leaders right in here, right here in, the, in this place. And God's trying to raise us up into a place where we're prepared to, uh, to bring and usher the ark, usher the presence of God in. I'm telling you, it's just like Aaron's beard, right? Aaron, the leader, the anointing flows from the head down. It's still the same today. I'm sorry. It's still the same today. You can go after it and you can receive it. But I'm telling you, God, the flow of anointing, when the leaders become, come on, they don't care. And I'll tell you why. Here's David. David was a perfect picture. Not without flaws. 
but he was a perfect picture of a man giving himself over. Because it says when the ark came in, when the glory came in, it says that he gave himself. Come on. He stripped himself and made a fool. Come on. A fool of himself. In the midst of the congregation, in the midst of everyone, the leader of all of Israel gave himself over to be absolutely transparent, almost like as if he was stripped naked. No, all he had was the ephod on, and he danced. It says he was whirling. It wasn't even dancing. It was whirling. He was twirling. He was out of control. And come on, that's outward, but I'm telling you, David's heart inward was always like that. God, where are you? <laughs> he wouldn't take no for an answer. Jesus. And then the Bible says this. It says, open wide ye gates. Open up ye everlasting doors and let the king of glory come in. I'm telling you, God wants to shift what has been old into something brand new. It's going to look nothing. Ready? It is the church that doesn't look anything like we look like right now. I'm telling you. It's going to look like something completely cr crazy and awesome, yet scary, yet powerful. And you don't need to be afraid. But he's telling us this. Why? Because the king of glory comes in the gate. And I saw it like this. And I said, Lord, what is that? I saw this gate. I saw this door. And I thought of Revelation chapter 4. Come up here. There's a door up here. But it wasn't even that. It was just what Lisa was talking about. It was this. You are the key. God's about to open a massive door and he's looking for a key. God wants to open up all of who he is all over the earth and you're the key. You're the key of how it's going to open up over your life. We're the key of how it's going to look corporately. I'm the key of how it's going to look corporately, yes. Because I'm, I'm either going to preach a message that will scare the timid out of here. It's not a good way of discipleship. But I'm telling you, the reality is I'm looking for a company that will just give themselves completely sanctified, holy. Come on, you're a key that just slipped into the lock and opens the door. And when the door opens, then the presence and the wind and the waters of God begin to flow out. And when you want to know what breakthrough looks like, that's you. When the gate opens up in your life and the, and the, and the Lord of the breakthrough uses you for breakthrough all around. I say this tonight to say, listen, there's no, 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 no. There's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance that he's going to pass us by if we step in to this place. Because the government, the apostolic establishment of the kingdom of God in New England is going to look like this. I promise you, it's a leadership, it's a people, it's a congregation, 
it's many congregations. I'm praying for thousands of congregations that would just give themselves, that would just give themselves over, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be hindered by one thing, wouldn't be hindered because we ended up back in the same space that we ended up before, and all of a sudden things look like they didn't change. No, it changed. You just don't see it yet. So I just want to open us up tonight, right now, right now, just open up, right? I did, we're fine. I don't need to do another thing. We just need to open ourselves up to what God's about to do. And sometimes, you know, I feel like sometimes, I'm telling you, everyone in this room right now, do not disqualify yourself. No one's disqualified. Never, ever disqualified. Circumstances mean nothing because God can break through and break around that. God's looking for our lives to be filled over and over and over again with him. And you just need the gate to open and hear the king of glory to come in. He is the master of the breakthrough. I promise you, it's not just a good story. Sometimes, it starts out looking like, not like what we thought. But when we get around that thing, come on, and our hearts align with him, because everything, come on, we fix our eyes on his beauty. We fix our eyes on his goodness. We fix our eyes on his holiness. We fix our eyes on his power. An omnipotent God can't, come on, he's all powerful. He can change any situation. He shifts and moves anything. So what's the key? Listen, we're going into a a time of prayer and fasting. It's going to be awesome. You should be excited. You should be like, God, what do you want me to do? Because I just want you to come in and I want you to rip and burn every idol. Because <laughs> that's what my prayer is. God, you remove everything that's flammable. Just burn it. <laughs> I don't want any wooden idols. Stone idols. Whatever. I want it all burned. So that he can come in and do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, David Hogan, Hogan's coming. He's just a man. <laughs> but if the king of glory comes and stays... My hope, well, I'm not hoping for it. What happens when God begins to move in such a way in our midst? That there's a line waiting out there or wherever else we are. Because God's radically healing people, radically because there can't be enough worship going up from this place. I said to Abby when we left here on, on Wednesday night, I'm like, we need another worship team to come up behind. Because we could have prayed four hours the other night. I really feel like that. And, and what's so encouraging is this. We're, at, we're in breakthrough. We're in breakthrough. It's happening now. 
Because when there's 20 to 30 people showing up for prayer, come on, something's happening. Something's happening. And I'm going to keep saying this and telling you, not to convince you, to just prophesy to you, something's happening inside. God's about to pull you up into a higher place. He's about to open the gate in your life so that the flow of the glory of, pres of the fullness of his presence just flows into you and you don't miss one thing. He's called you to that. He hasn't called you anywhere else. He hasn't called you to almost Christianity. Miles, don't get so excited. No, I'm, believe me, I'm just getting, starting to get excited. And come on, we, I'm just, I'm saying this to say, God's going to begin to raise up men and women that are fiery, come on, revivalists, after the glory. And, and, and listen, it's going to just overtake the region. You're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss it. So I encourage you over the next 10 days, take communion every day. I know you're fasting, but I'm taking communion every day. Allow the Lord to come in. And don't just take it flippantly. Just take, bring yourself before the Lord. This is what this is about. Lord, I give my life in a brand new way every day. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the word, the, the, the living word that was broken for me. That you want me to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, just begin to do these things. person's life right now. Your kingdom rising in every person's life right now in this moment. Father, I thank you. Just come however you're going to come tonight, Father, on every individual. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you for this gift. I thank you you're opening gates right now, opening the gates of our heart. Lord, I thank you that you're using, you're going to use people, individuals, this whole place, Father, right now in Jesus' name. I just declare it. I prophesy to you that your life is an altar. <laughs> Lord, I thank you that your voice is like many waters. It's speaking over us right now in these moments. I thank you for the glory of God that moves through the room right now. And we just give ourselves completely over to you. 
Lord, we open up the gates right now. I thank you. You've set a key in each one of us. We're a key to go into a brand new place with you. You're unlocking heaven, even through every individual in this place. You're unlocking it all over the earth right now. I speak that over your life, that heaven will be unlocked right now. That, Lord, we'd be in such a place with you, we'd hear your voice. I thank you for kings and priests, priests that are sanctified and set apart. I thank you that the anointing's flowing even now in these moments. Over each person, the anointing that breaks every yoke. The anointing that's going to flow through us like a river into the next person, to the next person that we pray for. A flow of the Holy Spirit. A flow of the oil of God. A flow of the honey of heaven. And Lord, I take authority over every, every work, every religious duty that we feel like we need to do to get your attention, God. No, you're just looking for us to be raw and open. We thank you, God. We break strongholds of religiosity right now. We take authority in this place over any religious spirit that would come in right now or in any other time when we're in this place. Lord, that you just release the purest spirit of God in this place. And Lord, the declaration of our mouths would be that which would, would be honoring to you, Lord, that we would love one another, that we would pray for one another, that we begin to, come on, declare the kingdom of heaven over each one of us. Thank you, God. Just release the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys, the keys. 